Hey, thanks for checking out the Airborne Youth Podcast. This week you'll be hearing a teaching from our guest speaker. Let us experience the glory of your goodness. Let us become more aware of your presence. Let us experience the glory of your goodness. I love that line, let us become more aware of your presence. That just tells me that we are constantly walking in the presence of God. We are constantly walking in holiness. We are constantly walking in a place of being able to experience God and experience his love and his greatness and his goodness. John 14, 12, it says, I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me will do the same works that I've done and even greater works because I'm going to be with my father. You can ask for anything in my name and I will do it so that the son can bring glory to the father. Yes, ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. It's so powerful. It's so good. That because of the Holy Spirit, because of the Holy Spirit in our lives, we can do even greater works than Jesus did when he walked this earth. Like, how awesome is that? Like, we have it inside of us. We have that power. We have that anointing. All we have to do is say yes. You know, we can do anything. Some of the miracles that Jesus performed was turning water into wine. He healed a leper, uh, cured a paralytic. He cured a woman of a fever. He raised Lazarus from the dead. There's just a whole spectrum of things that Jesus did from just healing a common cold to raising people from the dead. And the same power that Jesus used to do that is inside of us. Because when he was resurrected and right before he ascended back into heaven, he said that I'm going to leave my spirit here with you. The spirit of peace, the spirit of comfort, the spirit of grace, and the spirit that I used to do all these amazing works. Because God wants us to succeed. He wants us to be able to do the great things that he did. He isn't a dictator that says, I did it, but you can't. You just have to sit back and let me do my thing. He wants us to do this. He wants us to succeed. And the Holy Spirit is so much more than just being able to perform miracles. He's comfort. He's peace. He's joy. In school, I was one of the least popular kids there were. Um, I was made fun of constantly. I was tortured. I was, I was bullied. <laughs> yeah, believe it or not, really. Um, and because of being baptized in the Holy Spirit, and because of the peace and the joy and the comfort that he gave me, I was able to get through that unharmed, unscathed. And because of the joy and the love of God and the comfort and the peace of the Holy Spirit in my life, I never once denied my faith. I never once turned my back on God because I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that he never, never once turned his back on me. All we have to do is say yes. You know, Mary's yes to God changed the world forever because she had little baby Jesus. All she had to do was say yes, God did the rest. The same thing for us. The same thing for us. 
All we have to do is say, yes, God, use me. And he will. He wants to. He wants to partner with us in this life. And give us the ability to not only work miracles, but just to have a deep down peace and a joy in our lives. So if it, maybe, it, maybe it's your home life sucks. God can give you the joy and the peace and the comfort of knowing that he is in control. And he can give you the power to pray for your family and have their lives changed forever. You may hate your classmates because they're mean to you or they make fun of you, whatever it may be. But because of the Holy Spirit in our lives, if we accept that, if we say yes, all we have to do is pray for them and our whole world at school can change. We can see high schools and college campuses change and completely transform for God. All we have to do is say yes. Isn't that awesome? In the words of John Aiken, that ought to jerk a praise up out of somebody. It's so, so simple, and yet it's so profound, and it's so powerful. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Guys, we can do anything. All we have to do is ask in his name, and he's going to do it. Because as Christians, our job here on this earth is to bring glory to God through everything that we do, through every situation, through every conversation. And because, just like that song says, let us become more aware of your presence. Because we're constantly walking in that presence, in that peace, in that joy, in that love, all people should have to do, if we accept that, is talk to us and be transformed forever. We should be able to just walk past somebody and then just feel the love and the peace of God all over them. Just because we're in the room, people's lives should change. All we have to do is say yes. That's it. All we have to do is say, yes, God, I will do it. Use me for your will, and it'll be done. It's so simple. And even beyond that, if we truly say yes, and we truly have the faith and believe that we can work miracles, we can walk into a hospital and everybody around us get healed and never have to pray or lay hands on anybody. You know what I mean? Isn't that awesome? All we have to do is say yes. There's so much power in the word yes when it comes to God. There's so much grace. Because God wants to use us. He wants to work with us. He's more than just God. He's our brother, our sister, our friend, our daddy. And he loves us like your daddy. Like a daddy that no earthly father could ever come close to. Because he is pure and perfect love. He is pure and perfect joy. And pure and perfect patience and peace. So I'm going to hand it over to Dylan. Let him tag on to this. Come on. It's so good. Um, 
One of the things that Kevin was saying, one of the stories he was bringing up, stay right close by, but um, the things that he said about the miracles that Jesus did, it like ranged from anything from a leper or a person who was dead in a grave to somebody who just had a fever and was sick. And something else, he, like he talked about how, um, you know, that even just being in your house, even just the simplest place of like, I just, I'm not so much worried about healing a leper. I don't even know what a leper is. I, I've been to places where there's lepers. It's not a pretty sight. And people aren't very nice to them. But we don't have a lot of that going on in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, if you know what I'm saying. And you just want to have peace when you go and see your house and there's so much arguing and there's so much craziness and so everybody's mad at each other. You just want to have hope when people tell you bad news. You just want to have comfort when people or when you feel like you failed and you just keep tearing yourself up over and over and over again about it because you think like, oh, I'm not good enough and I screwed up and blah, 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 blah. You just want comfort. And I'm not saying that God isn't going to do crazy miracles through you. I'm just saying don't miss the simple things, the everyday things that he is available for, for each of us. Being filled with the Holy Spirit looks like reaching out and seeing a leper cleansed, seeing a dead man rise. And it also looks like walking into your home in the midst of total chaos and being at perfect peace. It looks like having people tear you down and you just puff your chest out a little bit and go, I'm the one that he loves. I'm the one that he loves. There's four gospels in the Bible. And uh, in the fourth one, John, he calls himself the beloved. Calls himself Jesus' beloved. He got it. He figured it out. He wasn't afraid of call, even calling himself like, oh, yeah, I'm the one he loves. I'm his favorite one. It's not to be cute. It's not to be coy, Roy. You know what I'm saying? It's about knowing that you're loved so that no matter what circumstance, no matter what, cir- no matter what situation presents itself, you can walk into it with your head up, chest out, and the one that he loves. Hmm. So great, the, um, the leper that he was talking about, one of the instances, he reached out and He said, uh, Lord, if you're willing to make me clean, then do it. Now, last time I was up here, I was talking about our our mile revelation about how we've we've been doing our workouts, you know, on Wednesdays for our Spartan races coming up. Hoorah. And uh, we did 1.18 miles. So we said, we got to have a scripture for that, you know. So we looked it up, John 1.18. And it was that Jesus was near to the heart of God. He was in the bosom of the Father. And he came to, um, he came to like bear witness of the nature of God. 
And so tie that in with this story. What are you talking about? Leper calls out to Jesus, says, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. Jesus is here as the ambassador of heaven, the son of God. And he said, I am willing. I am willing. Be made clean. Be made well. Be made whole. Now that's great, you know, because Xavier's a good guy. He's got a really good heart. And if I took Xavier to India with me and we saw a leper, we'd probably both be in tears, weeping together, and we'd be really willing to give them all their fingers back, to give them their toes back, to let them walk again, to let them be part of their families that they've been kicked out of because they're, they have leprosy. Wouldn't that rake shadow you, like rattle your heart a little bit? Yeah. When you're hugging people and they're weeping because for the first time in their life, like the first time since they've been uh, given or contracted leprosy, they're being touched because they're considered untouchables. Nobody's hugged them. Nobody's touched them. Their families kicked them out of their houses. This is the kind of people I'm talking about. They shouldn't even be close to the Son of God, right? I don't know. So even if Xavier and I were sitting there in India with some lepers, we would be willing to make them clean. Wouldn't you be willing? Crazy thing is that we wouldn't be able to do that. I'm willing to give Xavier a million dollars. I don't got a million dollars to give him, though. I'm not able to give him that. Ephesians, Ephesians 3 talks about how to the God who is abundantly able to do more than we can ask, think, or imagine. When that God comes and takes up residence in the chest of Xavier... When that God comes and fills my life, then all of a sudden I become able. Then all of a sudden there there becomes this, this dynamic duo of being willing and being able. Come on. This is who our God is. So in every situation, whether you're walking into a hospital trying to pray for someone to be healed, somebody on your football team, soccer team, field hockey team, whatever, who broke their this or that or twisted their, huh, what? You've been filled with the one who's willing and able. And now you, like Jesus, because it's your inheritance to be a child of God, are the ambassador of that kingdom on this earth. You're the link in the chain. Isaiah 9. All those who are in a darkness will see a great light. All of those who are in a darkness will see a great light. He said, greater works. Greater works. Jesus himself said, it's better that I go away so that the Holy Spirit can come and make a home inside of our chest. 
It's better that I go away so that Josh Kalela can be filled with myself. It's better that I go away so that Tori Weinbrenner can become the ambassador of my kingdom on this earth in this age, in this time. Becca Seaman gets filled with the Holy Spirit and walks into her workplace and shines in that place so that every single place that you go, darkness gets kicked out. Every single place that I go, I become the ambassador of Christ. Filled with this understanding of the willing and able one. He's not just willing to make us well. You've been to places or heard about that, like, oh, well, you're sick. Well, God bless you. is willing and able, abundantly able, more than you can ask, think, or imagine to shine his light into every situation. You know what this reminds me of? How many of you guys have ever seen the movies with the Hulk in it? Like, okay, so when we're talking about this, and it's not even fair, it reminds me of like how he's just like a normal man walking around. Now, I'm not really up on my superhero history, so you'll have to forgive me if I say this stuff wrong. But, um, but he like he's just walking around like a normal person, like every single one of you, like a normal person. And then all of a sudden, I mean, I think it's anger that sets him off, right? But, okay, so you're not angry, but it's like the Holy Spirit living inside of you is like that. And when you tap into the Holy Spirit and you tap into who God is living inside of you, the God of the universe who's ten times bigger than the Hulk, million times bigger than the Hulk, whatever, um, it's, you become like that. Like, that's how you look in the Spirit. And um, I don't know about you, but in the movies, he's bigger than everybody. He's bigger than everything. He, like, conquers. He can just pick you up with a little finger and you're gone. Like, that's you against the forces of darkness. That's you against um, everything that comes against you or that speaks ill against you or people who are making fun of you or I'm not saying beat them up. That's not what I'm saying, obviously. <laughs> but, um, like, that's you. That's what you look like. Does that make sense? Like, that's like a, like a mental picture that I think of is, like, when the Holy Spirit's inside of me and I, which he always is, and I, like, tap into that and start thinking about, okay, the Holy Spirit's inside of me. Okay, I want the peace of God to walk with me into this situation. That's what in my mind I look like. Does that make sense? Like, like huge. Like, just, there, it's not even fair. Like, you just knock him right out. I don't know. All right, so get up. Stand up. Let me see your Hulk. You know, one of the most encouraging things about Jesus and his walk on this earth was his disciples. He didn't go for the pastors and the Bill Johnsons and the Randy Clarks and the Chris Valentins of the world. He went for the fishermen, the everyday people like you and me. He went for the people that really to the rest of the world don't matter in worldly eyes. That just so encouraging knowing that you don't have to be some famous figure leading hundreds of thousands of millions of people to Christ in order to be one of his disciples and in order to be one of his friends and one of his closest followers that's just 
That blows my mind. It's so good. Thank you, God. Oh, man. Shonda. not even fair. <laughs> it's not even fair. Oh, God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, God. 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 Oh, man. It's not even fair. Thank you. 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 Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Does that give you hope? The stuff that Kevin's talking about, Amelia's sharing, that for you, for you, Damick Davis from Palmyra, PA, for you, Hannah, Brenneyes, right? nailed it just met your dad outside for you this God for Ian this God who is abundantly able to do more than we could ask think or imagine think about that you can imagine some crazy things David you got a crazy imagination ish Ish is part of being like your dad. God. You can imagine some crazy things. <laughs> you can imagine some crazy things. And you can do abundantly more. Not a little bit more. Abundantly more than you could ask, think, or imagine. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, thank you, 
Thank you that I was in darkness and you came and became the light of my life, Jesus. Thank you that I was in darkness, hidden from you, held back from you, and you made a way for me through your son to have total union, relationship with you. And it didn't end there. It's like the inheritance of his children. It's our inheritance. It is your inheritance just by being created from God. It's your destiny. It's part of your calling. It's why you were put here to participate in his divine nature, to become these ambassadors of God, to become bright shining lights wherever you go. Bright shining lights wherever you go. Able and willing ones. Oh, man. Thank you. Thank you. So how do we get there? How do you become this bright, shining light? If you don't feel like this is like, okay, well, that's great, but I don't feel like I'm a bright, shining light. I feel like I'm stuck in this place of darkness. I feel like if somebody would come up to me and say, and like be looking for God and they saw me, they wouldn't find much. There's hope. There is so much hope. He said that if you draw near to him, he will draw near to you. He said that nothing, no matter what, no matter what height, no matter what depth, nothing can separate you from his love. Nothing. So why don't you come down here really close? Close. Get in here. And you guys can do, do a song or worship, just straight up worship, and I'm just going to hang here for a little bit with the Lord. Because this is His desire like if you're here and you're you're one of those people like okay I don't feel that hulkness going on in me I don't feel that bright shiny light going on inside me all that you need to do is get a little closer to the fire all that you need to do is draw a little bit closer to God and you can think like oh great well what does that mean well we're right here. We're right here in a perfect place for you to do that. You can do it anywhere, but right here, right now, it's like not one of these things where you go like, yeah, in, in 16 months, after you pay 14 easy payments of $39.99, you can have a breakthrough. No. The bright light is burning right here, right now. The opportunity and the access has already been given to us through Jesus. 
to come close right before the throne of grace, it says. His love is already available to us right here and right now. Oh, the bright burning of his affection towards us. One of my favorite verses is Ephesians 1, 17. It says that we would receive wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Sounds like a bunch of Bible stuff that I don't understand. Well, here's something you understand. When was the last time you went to your grandma's house and she made you cookies or apple pie or apple crisp or your mama's house then? You make cookies at your mama's house? And this is what it looks like for me when I go to my grandma Elsie's house. She makes apple crisp. But you ain't getting none of that apple crisp till you go give grandma Elsie a big old hug and you just give her a nice little loving. That's her greatest desire. She make apple crisp all day long if we'll give her hugs. This is, this is who God is. He'll give you wisdom and revelation all day long. He'll give you bright, burning lights and all kinds of love all day long. What he wants is for you to be close to him. He'll make you like him. That's just the way it works. But what he desires more than anything is for you to get close to him. <laughs> He's ready to stiff arm me. <laughs> That's what transforms us into the likeness of him. That's what gives us all of these things we keep talking about. Wisdom, revelation, love, peace beyond understanding. All kinds of stuff that the Bible promises to us. Where does it come from? It comes from that nearness. That in the bosom of the Father. What does that mean? It means burying your, your head into God's chest. Getting really close to his heart. John said, I'm the one that he loves. He said, the one that he loves, when they're at the great, the last supper or whatever, the one that he loves was leaning on his chest, right? Something like that. The apostle John, or at least that's how it's painted in all the pictures. It was hanging over my Catholic family's dining room table. John's the one that has got his head right on Jesus' chest. Why? Because he wanted to be an ambassador of Christ. This test isn't hard. This isn't like going to Eastern University. You don't got to pass the SATs. You just got to bury your head in his chest to become like him. You just got to draw near to him. It's what he wants more than anything. And then all of a sudden you become this bright light. You start shining on people. You don't even know. It's just an overflow of being loved by God. This is our greatest message. Hey, if you're a freshman or a sophomore, this is all you're going to keep hearing from this place. Draw near to me. Draw near to me. Draw near to me. It's the cry of his heart. I want to love you. I want to love you. I want to love you. Oh, God. Just say I'm the one that he loves. I'm the one that he loves. Oh. God, we want to be these ambassadors of Christ. We want to be these bright lights shining 
in our schools and in our families. We do want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We do want to do these greater works. We do want to be these hulks. All right, now give me your hulk. Uh, This is the real hulk right here. He's not even doing it. He's like, that's for chumps. I bet you if like four or five people went after Josh right now, we would get wrecked. (laughs) It would not be good. It would not be good. All of that stuff. Comes from being close to him. You got something you could rock out to? Or just go go ham, just go right there, man. Just flow. Be Jared Locke in the bosom of the Father and bring some glory down in here. Man, don't you love how we've got this whole thing super organized? We're just rolling with the Lord. Come on. Come on. So we're just going to stay here for a second, okay? And I want you to, to think about a couple of these things. So anything, any one thing that's, that's stuck out to you. God's doing stuff in your heart. He's speaking to you directly about some things that are going on in your life. He's saying that you are qualified. He's saying that you are good enough justice to represent him. You are good enough, Abby, to be a reflection of the the love of God. You are good enough. I don't care what makeup you got on. That you are a messenger of hope, Damon. No matter what hopeless situation you've been put in, it's the purpose to create, to birth the messenger of hope. Man, boy formerly known as Day McDavis is now the messenger of hope. You can refer to yourself that now to your social studies teacher. I am the boy formerly known as Day McDavis, but I now prefer to be referred to as the messenger of hope. See how that goes. Come on. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you. Talk about unfair. Man, I get to be attached to the limitless one. I get to be connected to the one who's full of mercy and grace, the one who's full of joy, the one who's full of love, the one who's full of power, the one who's able and willing to do more than I could ask, think, or imagine. And the thing that connects me to it is Him loving me. That's unfair. I don't even have to pay a price. It's not an infomercial for 15 payments of 1995. It's a, it is finished. This is the deal. It is finished. This was the deal from Calvary. It is finished. It is finished. If you don't know what I'm talking about, it's what Jesus said when he was crucified, when he totally nailed your sin, my sin to the cross on that hill. That was his sales pitch. 
You going to be a business major? Yeah, are you? That was the sales pitch. It is finished. I paid for it. Here you go. Everybody's taking that deal. Every single person is taking that deal. Oh, I don't have to pay for all of my sins and all of the darkness in my heart. And I just get to be free from all the chains and all the bondage that the devil has got me in. Yes, that's the deal. It's finished. The contract was already sealed when he signed your name in your heart, when he formed you in your mother's womb, when he knew you before he made the mountains and the sea. That's when the contract was signed. When he said, I know Mary Gary before he knew Mount Everest. What about that? Come on. Great big God. This great big God who we serve. Oh, those who are in darkness have seen a great light. Those who are in darkness have seen a great light. Facebook and Instagram by searching Airborne Youth.